0: Welcome to Politics Done Right, I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a wonderful morning, irrespective of storms, irrespective of lightning, irrespective of blowing transmitters to smithereens, not really, but kinda. We are going to have a great morning, we are going to have a great program, we are going to have a great show, because you know who's at the other end? You. Good morning, Howard Reynolds. Good morning, Jack Van Biber, How's everybody doing out there in the studio with all the stresses that we're having out there?
1: Well, good morning, Egberto. We just had to glue some tin cans and string back together after the storm took care of that.
0: It was pretty rough. It was pretty rough, but you know what? We have the right folks on the tasks because they know what they're doing.
1: Well, lucky guesses.
0: (laughs) Anyhow, folks, (laughs) we are going to have a great show. We're going to have a great show. Thank you, Howard. Or everything that you guys are doing out there, we have a... Look, before we get started, um, I want to remind you that all the friction that you're hearing over the air right now, just that. As far as your life is concerned, nothing has changed between yesterday, today, and likely tomorrow of anything substantive. I'm not talking about your health. If something goes wrong there or whatever, I'm talking about when you listen to the news, it's always that thing that's happening. Now it's the end of the world. And, you know, you know, there are people who listen to no news and they at all, they don't listen to anything that's going on and they just exist. And sometimes you wonder about that type of existence, but maybe it's peaceful. I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, there's lots happening around the country actually around the world. And yesterday, that something big happened. And of course, it's something that we have to cover today. And we'll cover... Today is two Democratic operatives discuss... The second subject is going to be Donald Trump got indicted again. Um, how can you reach us, folks? Remember, there are several ways you can reach us. Uh, So if one doesn't work, the other will. If the other doesn't work, the other will. You can tune in, of course, on air 90one FM Houston your good old dials as you normally do or if you have digital uh, a digital way to connect to us that's how you do it alternatively you can go to tune in the tune in application download it from the android store or the apple store and go ahead and find kpft and you'll be able to listen to us of course you can go to our website at kpft.org kpft.org listen to it from there if alternatively you can watch us same program but now with pick and videos facebook.com slash kpft houston facebook.com slash kpft houston or of course on youtube by simply going to politics done politics done right tv so we try to come to you in every fashion to make it easier for you however you want to absorb what we are offering what we're doing politicsonright.tv A- politicsandright.tv or facebook.com slash KPFT Houston is how you can watch us. Um I I prepared an interview that I did with two democratic operatives in the area. Uh and in fact, one of them is on the board here at KPFT, but they uh they did some very good work. Uh, I am speaking, of course, about uh uh, Colby Wright and Ted Weisgel, who prepared a document that really showed visually and textually the realities about what your vote means. I repeat what your votes mean when you're voting for a particular group of folks. What does it mean to your well-being? What does it mean for your health? What does it mean for all these features? I want you to listen to this, and then we'll come back and talk about, uh, once again, Donald Trump. But I do think this is quite a bit more important than Donald Trump. In my humble opinion, you may think otherwise. So let's go ahead and get busy with that. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we have a very special program to talk about. First of all, one of the things that I always talk about is the problem that Democrats have in creating a cohesive, a coherent narrative that explains the, the, the totality of the policies supported by the party. Uh, there, for some reason, it doesn't get done well. Well, let me tell you, uh, Ted, one of the people, before, before I get started, let's, let's do it this way. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Colby Wright and Ted Weisgel, two solid Democrats in, uh, in Harris County that have done a whole lot of work to present exactly what in their, not their opinion, but what the data says about what Democrats bring to the table. Welcome aboard, Colby. Hello. Thank you for having me. And welcome aboard, Ted.
2: Thank you. It's not just what the Democrats bring to the table. It's what the Republicans bring as well.
0: Well, (laughs) uh, you know, let's let's frame that later on. But I know exactly what you mean by that. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. Anyhow, so you you created a document uh, that I, I that you started doing a lot of research for. Uh, Colby called, and you called it the foundation of our democracy. I think Ed played a I mean, Ted played a very important role in 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 you know putting it in making sure the data was not data was good, but all this stuff was put together well. Why don't you tell me why? What was the genesis of you creating this document, uh, Colby?
3: Okay, uh, well, uh, Ted and I uh, met each other uh, only a, a few months ago. We went to a a volunteer event where. Uh, There was a a pack that wanted to get feedback from volunteers in last year's election. So I spoke my grievances and Ted spoke his. And then we spoke with each other after the event and decided that um, something's wrong in the messaging and something's wrong in the approach. So I, I said, well, we just need to really look at the data because there's no better way to prove that Democrats have effective policies than the outcomes. So uh, we got together and we uh, analyzed the results of the 2020 presidential election and the 2020 census and uh, crunched some numbers to figure out where the obvious differences are in uh, policies and outcomes.
0: Now, Ted, uh, you've been working within the Democratic Party for a long time. You've been complaining within the Democratic Party for a very long time as far as uh, creating uh, creating structures that connect that can actually reach the people. Uh, were you satisfied first of all with the result of this joint effort between you and Colby?
2: Well, it's a work in progress, but so far it's been phenomenal. The response why you gotten the work in progress?. We are using this document. We've printed a hundred no, we've printed 1,100 copies of an eight-page document. and this Saturday, uh, we are going to be distributing it throughout uh, the Houston area, starting in the mantras. And we're hopefully going to get people on board to help us with this effort. Uh, as well as our primary goal, which is to convince people that the Democrats have better policies than the Republicans do. Um,
0: you, I noticed you said to convince them. You know, I was on a radio show a couple of days ago on my show, Politics Done Right. And one of the, uh, the we get right wing callers and one of the right wing callers said, uh, you don't you shouldn't have to try to convince me of anything it's not about convincing me, it's about proving to me. And Colby, I think what those numbers did was exactly that. So why don't we go through some of what you found in your research with regards to uh, democratic policy and Republican policy?
3: Okay. Uh, Well, our, our first page of data focuses on the economy. Uh, and we have it uh, broken down into three charts. Uh, the first one is gross domestic product per capita. So you know how much each person uh, in that in those states on average is uh, bringing to the table. And we found that the uh, average GDP is eight thousand nine hundred dollars higher in democratic states than in Republican states, which is a 13.2% difference.
0: Now, that, that is interesting because that actually, there's something that you said initially, and you said outcomes. If, if you really want to study policy, what you should study is outcomes, outcome over time. And I think you've also found that this isn't something new. This is In other words, this isn't just for one year. This is over several years, right?
3: Well, the data that we pulled for this uh, is a snapshot of 2020. Uh, Uh I I found the timing of the election and the timing of the census to be pretty good for number crunching. Right. But I'm sure this is consistent,
0: though, over time. Uh, It'd be interesting to look at that yeah and actually the, the, i I asked that question knowing the answer and that is the, the this this has been consistent over from from the nineteen from the time I started looking at it, from since Reaganomics, what we what we've had is whenever we we instituted policies from the right, we got a decline in income we got a decline in a whole lot of different things and whenever we instituted these other policies that came about, what else did you find?
3: Uh, Well, uh, we also found that uh, the poverty rate is uh, higher in Republican states than Democratic states. Uh, So Democratic states have an average of 10.9 percent poverty rate and Republican states have a 12.9 percent. So doing the math, it's 18.3 percent higher in Republican states than in Democratic states.
0: And what that tells (laughs) you. uh, Go ahead. uh, Go ahead, um, Ted. You, know,
2: you mentioned Reaganomics, and one of the things that might
0: illustrate... At least your face in the middle of the screen, Ted. <laughs> okay. yeah.
2: One of the things that might illustrate Reaganomics was the cost of college tuition. It's not in this document, but for your listeners, when I was in college in California as a freshman and sophomore at a community college, My tuition was $6.50 a semester. When Reagan came into power, I think one of his goals was to get people to go through college quickly. They didn't want people getting involved in anti-Vietnam War protests and other things like that. And as a result, the uh, tuition fee just went through the roof. Uh, This was done under Ronald Reagan, and it has been continued under the Republican Party, and I guess the Democrats have had to suffer with it as well, even though Biden right now is trying to give college students relief from their student debt. But back then, the Republicans really laid it on the uh, college students' And it's been horrible ever since. That's part of the economy and the kinds of things that we want to illustrate.
0: You know, um, and that is very good point. Uh, when I when I came to the United States and um, I paid forty dollars a semester hour as a foreign student, then when I became naturalized, I paid or, or got my residency. I paid four dollars a semester hour to go to school. My daughter went to the same university that I went to, and her cost was over ten times what my cost was. So I mean. That tells you something about uh, about what the Reaganomics and these types of right wing policies have brought forth to us. In other words, I've moved moved the monies across from uh, the burden across from the corporations to the people. Um, you found out something about dependency score, and I think that that is actually very. I I think that needs to be harped on because many times, uh, Republican politicians would like to tell folks. They're independent, would like to tell folks they want small government, but everything that they do is completely anathema to that reality. Go ahead and tell me about that.
3: OK, yeah, the federal dependency score. So this was a, a, a number uh, crunched by somebody else, uh, Wallet Hub. I've sourced them. Uh, so what the federal dependency score is, is um, it's an equation that, did, that looks at how much uh, a state gives in taxes to the federal government uh, versus how much they receive from the federal government through uh, funding, jobs, uh, and, and it just compares how much they give versus how much they take. And uh, on average, the Democratic states are the givers and the Republican states are the takers. Uh, we found that of the 25 states most dependent on the federal government, 16 of those were Republicans. And the average federal dependency score is forty two percent higher in Republican states than in democratic states
0: now so that isn't even within the the error the, what do you call it the the error rate in other words or the margin it, of it, error the, the margin of error it's not even within the margin of error and and that is what's so uh so disingenuous about what Republican politicians push. Oh, we believe in small government. Oh, we don't want the government to do X, Y, Z. But suddenly it turns out that their people are more dependent on the government and specifically blue states than anyone else. Uh, you found out things like uh, you, you did some research on insurance rates and life expectancy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Oh, yes. For healthcare. Uh We learned that Texas is dead last when it comes to uh, people being insured. Uh, 18% of Texans are uninsured. Um, But um, so that means our insured rate is 82%. Democrats on average, their states were 93.6% average, making just making Texas look so embarrassing. Uh, And Republican states uh, were slightly worse than Democrat, uh, 90%. But, um, you know, it makes me wonder if Texas was not part of the equation. (laughs) Would would Republican states look a little bit more like Democratic states?
0: It is amazing, isn't it?
3: (laughs) Right. Uh, We are really dragging them down. Uh, And then life expectancy. You know, when you when you look at them um, uh, side by side, uh, the average life expectancy in a Democratic state is 77.7 years and a Republican state 75.5, which that's only a two year difference. That's not a huge difference. But when you set an arbitrary uh, number such as 77 years old um, and you find that 81 percent of states with the life expectancy above 77 vote Democrat. And sixty nine percent of states with a life expectancy below seventy seven voted Republican.
0: I, you know, I, I think two years is a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of years. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe because you're young, you're very young, that doesn't seem. But an extra two years is a lot. You know, you can see your grandkids. You can do a whole lot with those other that those other two years. You were about to say something, Ted.
2: Yeah, you know, we didn't sense sensational. S- We didn't sensationalize, try to say that word three times, we didn't want to sensationalize this, but it's a death sentence. We're telling people that if you live in a Republican state, you are going to die about two years and two months sooner than if you live in a Democratic state. That's horrible. That's what I'm going
0: right. to say. Yeah, let, I, I'd like to push back on you. I, I don't. I when you said you don't want to sensational. Sen, now you have me not being able to say the word. You don't want <laughs> to sensationalize. Whatever. You don't want to do that. Hey, Colby, help me here. How do you say the word? Then Sens- sensationalize. Sensationalize. You don't want to sensationalize the issue. I think uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit later because. I love this document so much. I wrote a little blog piece about it. And what I said about the document is the one thing that this document is going to need going further is how to create the narrative to touch the people who you want to touch. And exactly what you said there, uh, Ted, is something that I think needs to be done. I think it needs to be said that. Let's give an example here in Texas. We even after this session, when there are people dying in Texas, we decided not to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act yet again, which puts over several hundred Texans now will die because they don't have health care. Sensationalizing it. I think it's now apropos that that is done so that it can actually touch people. What else did you find, uh, uh, Colby? uh, well, uh, one more
3: statistic uh, related to healthcare care uh, was the teen birth rate where uh, Texas kind of stands out. Uh, we rank uh, 41st out of 50, which is not something you want to brag about, um, with 20.3 teen births per 100,000 people. Uh, meanwhile, the average Democratic state has uh, almost half that at uh, 10.6 uh, teen births per 100,000 people. Uh, And then Republican states, on average, are still pretty high, though, 17.9, which is much closer to Texas's number. So it is uh, the teen birth rate is 69 percent higher in Republican states than in Democratic states.
0: So wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me, Colby, that the states that like to prove that they are more moral, the states that like to prove that, you know, they believe in, uh, you know, maybe the sanctity of marriage and all these things, That somehow the blue evil states are doing almost twice as good. Are you really saying that? Well, uh, look at Lauren Boebert, 36 year old (laughs)
3: grandmother who's now divorced. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Family values. um, uh, I don't know. I I, I don't like to cast too many stones. But yes, I got to say that uh, it it seems very hypocritical on their part to say that they are pro-life when uh, the life expectancy is shorter and um, the teen birth rate is so high and we know that uh, Republicans in general don't favor programs to assist those young mothers.
0: Now let's talk a little bit about, uh, yes, sir.
2: Uh, At the bottom of each of these boxes, there are Democratic and Republican policies and in the teen birth rate, uh, example, one of the policies of the Democrats is to expand access to contraceptive contraception and reinstate the right to an abortion. The Republican box does not say that. I think we know that they don't want that to happen. I'm not sure why we didn't say abolish uh, the right to an abortion. Uh, Colby, do you know why we didn't put that in the box? And we are talking about making some modifications in this since we're hoping to print 100,000 of these, but we have only had money to print 1,100 so far.
3: Well, but... oh, yeah, I didn't want to... Uh... Put um, you know, I I think we didn't put abortion in there because when we were putting bullet points, we were taking these bullet points directly out of the GOP platform document. Um, and uh, while abortion may have been mentioned in there, we only had so much space on here. Uh, now we did mention that they want to abolish public school programs that expend expand reproductive health care, and they want to abolish all welfare programs. So, uh, you know. They basically, it sounds like they want to flood the world with uh, neglected children who don't have welfare.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, I I think that's that is exactly the narrative right there, Colby, because those that's you remember what you said in the beginning. It's all about outcomes. And that's the outcome that we get, isn't it? Yes,
3: I I think it's uh, by design, unfortunately.
0: OK, now let me let me just say that we are uh, we're running a bit on time right now. So I needed to ask you to run through the other numbers. And then I want I want uh, Ted to then close us out with some very important information. So tell us a little bit about immigration, a little bit about uh, uh, incarceration and that sort of stuff that you have in the document. And by the way, folks, we will have this document along at, with the blog post on of this program. Go ahead, uh, Colby.
3: OK, yeah. So I'll kind of just breeze through the rest of it here uh with criminal justice the incarceration rate we found it's uh 56% higher in republican states than democratic states and texas ranks 44th with 443 inmates per ca- uh, per 100,000 people and um, some
2: people may like that
3: yeah. awesome. again by design um Uh, You know, I touched on hate crimes. Now, there's not a left and right comparison here, but I did just touch on the fact that uh, hate crimes have uh, reported hate crimes have increased 32 percent from 2020 to 2021, which is a disturbing number Um, uh, with immigration. Again, there's not really census data. To really uh, I didn't have any census data to go with this uh, but I did say uh, how uh, Governor Abbott wasted billions of dollars on failed border policies that didn't turn up a single arrest uh, while wasting uh, lots in um, wasted materials uh, and also Trump's family separate se- the Trump's family separation policy the kids in cages uh removed 4,000 children from their families uh, without records. And the Biden Administration Reunification reunification Task Force has reunited 3,000 children with their families, and they're working on the remaining 1,000. Let's see here. Foreign policy, uh, basically the trade war with China that Trump started cost us, the US taxpayers, $80 billion. Uh, regarding
0: education, we have um, a graduation. Wait, let me stop you one second there, because I don't want you to gloss over one thing there. Uh, okay, remember there were tariffs instituted, and 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 Trump tried to fool his people into believing that somehow tariffs are paid by the companies who are being tariffed, In other words, the Chinese companies, etc. It was another tax on the American citizens. Just want to clarify that.
2: Yes. It was let me a tax- let me ask. Go ahead. Let me go point ahead. out. Under foreign policy, the Democratic policy, as most people probably know, is to restore U.S. leadership in international institu- institutions such as the United Nations. The Republicans want to withdraw from the United Nations. <coughs> That's the kind of stuff that people will see when they look at this document. And those that have so far almost universally say this is interesting, which is one of our primary goals. It is really interesting.
0: Okay, finish up for me on the gun policy, drug policy and uh, and elections.
3: All right. So, uh, yeah, gun violence is a big one. So, uh, you know, a lot of people like to use Chicago as an example of a city that's overrun with gun violence. And that's just um, a falsehood. That may have been true at another point in time. But the gun death rate is 62 percent higher in Republican states than it is in Democratic states. And uh, the number one city for gun violence was Memphis, Tennessee. and. Okay. For uh, election turnout, uh, this is sad for Texas. Uh, We are ranked 44th in turnout uh, with 60.2% voter turnout. Uh, Democratic states on average have 70%. So the nice thing is Texas has room to improve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that improvement generally comes from where again? Uh, Oh, where? I don't know. Hopefully the young people. I don't know young exactly young people etc which you which are people who want more progressive values yes
3: yes um i i i think uh that's what we're trying to do is we're just trying to encourage more people to go out there and do it uh and uh, with energy there's not really a comparison on the census uh for energy but we did mention the uh the cost of the grid failure that we had and um we, we outlined some Democratic policies and Republican policies.
0: OK, well, l- let, me, let me ask you this, because we're coming down on time now. And uh, what I'd like to do is ask Ted to summarize uh, what do you intend to do with this document? Uh, how are you going to get some help with narrative? I mean, the document is absolute. The numbers are absolute. Now, what has to go with a document like this? is a narrative, in other words, the people that are gonna go out there and really inform not a whole bunch of Democrats, but a whole bunch of people so that they can decide if they, what they want, if, if whose policies they really want. What's, what's the plan, Ted.
2: I don't wanna look at the very beginning of this document. We put in writing the preamble to the US Constitution so people understand the fundamental reason this country exists. And in the preamble, one of the key phrases is promote the general welfare. I think the Democrats want to do that. The Republicans are oblivious to it. But what we plan to do is we are going to be going where people are, whether it's uh, public events like Miller Outdoor Theater or restaurants movie theater lines. Well, that's not the case any longer, but maybe Jones Hall and just where people congregate and college campuses for sure, probably high school campuses as well. And we are going to give these to people because we have found out that people who read this uh, or even just begin reading it find it fascinating. We include the book Party platforms of both the Democrats, which is shorter, and the Republican, which is longer. But it says in the Republican platform, and we print this we recognize that human nature is immutable. Immutable means it cannot change. That's what the Republicans think. I don't agree. I don't think Colby uh, agrees with that. And we want people to understand that we think we can advance change just by putting these two different uh, perspectives on a sheet of paper or eight sheets of paper. We ran this by the chair of the Harris County Democratic Party. And initially he said, we'll just create a two sheet document front and back. Um, We tried to do that and we said it really doesn't work. So we ended up with this eight page document and when we showed it to him, he said, you're right. Let's run with this thing.
0: And so we are. Very good job. Colby, give me a closer.
3: Uh, Well, uh, if you get to the end of the document, it says in order to make better Texas vote democratic. So get involved. You can volunteer, you can donate. There was more than one way to donate. And if you get involved, there's uh, lots of clubs all over Harris County. So people uh, can can find their local Democrats and find their neighbors that they have something in common with.
0: Well, let, let me just tell you guys, when I saw this document, this wasn't I didn't see this document as a, a more than a, a Democratic document. I saw this document as a humane people's document, what people need to do if they want to move forward in their lives. I think uh, the amount of work that uh, both of you put into this is a service not only to Harris County, not only to Texas, but to the entire country. So this document, as far as I'm concerned, is not a document solely for Texas. It's a national document. And I think you guys have done an excellent job uh, of putting this together. And I will do myself my utmost best to get uh get this out there as well of course with your directions uh thank you so kindly for having appeared on politics done right uh this is this is very important work you guys have a great rest of your day thank you, youberto it's been an honor thank you very much well folks I hope you enjoyed that but uh like I always said there's nothing uh like truth telling there's nothing like Getting real data. Um, uh, Before I go to Johnny, I just want to uh, go into the uh, into the control room and get the the thoughts of uh, uh, those two uh, those two great guys in there after listening to Colby and Ted. Your thoughts on this, Howard? Well, did I catch Howard off guard? Maybe yes, you
1: caught uh, me off guard here. I was uh, texting a note to Sandy about last night's uh, technical difficulties, power <laughs> okay. outage, and uh, when the transmitter came back on this morning. Oh, okay. So, no, okay. I- I, I wasn't paying any attention. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> no, oh, no problem. No problem about that. I mean, the, the studio went through a whole lot last night and of course our stalwart was right there. Uh Jack, oh. did you did you did you hear this at all or did you pay attention because you and I discussed some of this stuff out there uh when we went, when we went out this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. I listen to it and I want a copy of it because it's good reference material and it's it's good, good material to just base some some of my writing on. So I want one of those copies and I hope the people out there want some copies of it because that is, that, that is an important document, what he has, because it spells it out.
0: Yeah, I'm, and they I'm, did-
2: I'm proud of them men.
0: Yes, they did a great job of it. And as soon as you sent me that text, I texted uh, to Ted and asked Ted to bring some coffees over to the studio as well. So we'll do. I uh, will do that. Jack will do that. Anyway, let's go ahead and bring Brother Johnny onto the onto the uh, on on air. Johnny, how are you doing this morning, sir?
4: Oh, my knee's killing me now. My headache is gone now. I've got knee problems.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> man. If, hey, when you reach a certain age, John, it, uh, something is always hurting. And generally, it's multiple things are generally hurting.
4: <laughs> and if you're young and you're poor, it's always, every day is something. Right. There you it's, go. Six, six, five, two items for you. Item number one, I've got a slogan for Ted Weisscall and his group. If they want yes. to use it, they pay for their... Uh, if they want to print up a bunch of uh, bumper stickers and banners and stuff and they public, you know, your banner, you stretch across a overpass on a freeway. Yes. Numbers yeah. don't lie. Dash. And then in all caps, Republicans do exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, 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 uh. You can say Republican Party politicians do exclamation point.
0: Yeah. I- I, will, I want to make it that republic. i want to hold that to Republican politicians. Let me, let me just tell all our listeners, I love my Republican brothers and sisters, and I love my Democratic brothers and sisters, and I love my anarchist brothers and sisters. I love my socialist brothers and sisters. I love all these folks. It's the guys that are leading that have, that's created the problem. So thank you for making that little correction to your, to your banner, my dear brother.
4: Yes. I am considerate of your thoughts and sensibilities, of course. Why? Because I'm a progressive slash liberal. Item number two. Uh, when you guys were discussing the various specifics of the uh, research that they did, did yes, you sir. guys, did the, thought, did, the third, uh, did the thought occur to you that there's a discrepancy here when we're thinking about the monies that red states take in disproportionate amount to what they? Into the federal government, in spite of their taking, something is not adding up because if they're taking, you would think that their numbers would be more positive. So, where is this money going?
0: Okay, let, let, let me explain. And that is, it is true that if you, uh, we can show the discrepancy easily, Johnny. Uh, uh, I don't know if you are retired or you're still working or not. So, I'm going to assume you're retired. But before you retired, uh, you were working very hard and you were making several thousand dollars a month. But if you are just, if, if you were just, let's say, unable to work and you were getting money from the state, which is, that's what, uh, when we say you're taking money out of the federal government, folks have been taking money out of the federal government in programs like welfare, and programs like, I uh, mean, food stamps and programs like, Uh, You know, assistance with kids, etc. WIC, all these different federal programs, you will be taking the amount of money you take out of the government is generally much less than if you go out and work on your own. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Most people would prefer to work on their own because they'll get much more money. The government only gives you a little bit of money to sustain yourself while you are in dire straits. And that's the discrepancy why the numbers are so bad, Johnny. Because again, if you're, if you're, if you're actually dependent on the government to survive that one entity person or whatever dependent on the government to survive wouldn't have as much cash flow as that person who goes out there and work. But there's a corollary. There is a corollary in a a system where we don't ensure a living wage. As any business person would, every citizen does the same thing. They look and say, if I don't work, what will I get from the government But if I do work, what would I make? And just like a company makes a logical decision based on we will invest in X, Y, Z because the return will be greater, the average American citizen should do the same. And that is make the decision. If I work for uh, the best decision for the family, if I go out there and work, stress myself out as I, I as most people do, as well as my uh, as well as not being able to be with my kids uh when i go out to work as opposed to being able to stay home with my kids and get federal assistance which is better for the family in the in, in the whole run you know it, it it's a calculated decision that every company makes every corporation makes and every citizen makes so that is the answer as far as government is responsible to ensure that when people go out to work Things are better than just being dependent. And what we're saying, that document proves, is the policies instituted by Republican politicians, when that choice is to be made, they make it for a large percentage of their population to be takers as opposed to be makers using their own parlance. Go ahead, Johnny.
4: And there is another aspect to what you're saying. And I'm not not disagreeing with you. I agree with you. Yes, what sir. you're saying is there's another aspect to this. When you talk about people who are in the red states, when you have uh, Republicans in charge, and we have a very good example to point to most recently with regards to the Texas and the Florida state governors, they have both conspired to use taxpayer money, not what it's meant to be used for, for the purpose of uh, uh, shipping people unlawfully across the country without regard for their immediate health, safety, and welfare in order to make uh, a point, in order to own libs, in order to seem more uh, nasty to their voting base, which they like. There's all sorts of behaviors here. In other words, what we're dealing with on the other side of the aisle is a bunch of mercenaries. They are mercenary in nature. They're hedonistic. They're Calvinistic. They have a rude view of the world. They don't see the best in people. They always assume the worst. That's why this is not Norway. Hillary Clinton said, oh, we're not Norway. Yeah, you're goddamn right we're not Norway, because we've got people in this country on the other side of the aisle who are constantly fighting all the time, breaking and bending rules. And they make true governance nearly impossible. And so how do you expect our social programs to uh, pan out? They don't.
0: You know, I did a piece. I and I probably should play that piece here, Johnny. You brought up Norway. Sorry for interrupting, but I I, I don't want to forget to bring this piece in. I, uh, I when I did a piece on on Medicare for all, and an American citizen who uh, became a Norwegian citizen because he left the country with all the ter- tum- turmoil that we have here, he was so irate he, he gave the story of his son who uh, fell off a mountain and got, got for, for a time, paralyzed brain damage. And he explained how the system worked for his son. And for all of uh, that, that particular blog went viral as well. Uh, for all those uh, who don't understand w- how things could be, uh, that when you mentioned Norway, think, if, if we had the Norway healthcare system and many of the systems they have, Things would be so much more pleasurable for people in in America. But we just don't believe that we can get there because we want the concentration of wealth. Well, the, folk, the folks who control our airwaves, the folks who control our knowledge base, they don't want you to know that things can be so much better than they are here. But I mean, yes, the wealthy won't be as wealthy, but things can be much better. Go ahead, Johnny.
4: Teachers and doctors and lawyers in those countries, they make a comfortable living. They're not destitute. They're not poor. They live in nice homes. Uh, even the criminal justice system is something to be—we should, should have commissions going over there to observe how these people deal with, uh, with their criminal justice. Everything we do is backwards, and it's costly and inefficient. Republicans cost us money. At every turn, it cost us money. You guys uh, mentioned about the Biden administration. I think you said it. Didn't you say that the Biden administration has a task force to reunite? They've got uh, 4,000. They reunited 3,000. They got another 1,000 families to go. Is that not true?
0: Yes, it is true.
4: So that costs us money that we should not be expending. We should use that time and resources, benefiting people in more direct ways than having to Try to right a wrong. These people have been wronged and they've now they've lifelong uh, hurts that they're going to experience that we can't address. We can't make whole because of Republican party ideology.
0: And you know, uh, Johnny, Johnny, uh, and what we want to do here, including the conversation that we have with you and many others here is just for people to hear this, for people to tickle people's uh, mental dynamics, if you will, so that they start to believe that they can make a difference. Give me a quick one so I can move on to Donald Trump. Or if you want to say something about Donald Trump's new indictment, you can.
4: I'll just say about Chris Christie. Chris Christie, you remember the other day when he was talking to that assembly of uh, assemblage of Republicans?
0: Yes, sir. He explained
4: to them that Donald Trump's promise that he would eliminate the national debt in eight years, but in four years, he added $3 trillion to the national debt. Remember that? Yes. I about Donald Trump. But did you notice that he did not explain how? How Donald Trump did that? Why? Because Chris Christie, at the end of the day, he's a goddamn Republican. And it's against their DNA to be totally truthful and give full context. He's not going to tell those people that Donald Trump added $3 trillion through uh, crazy. Tax cuts, uh, yeah. The ultra wealthy, they won't do it. You know,
0: Johnny, I think, Johnny, that is a I I think that is a very maybe we should do a video like uh, of of that, you know, put Christy's statement and then right next to that, say, Christy, go. Come on, Christy. Come on, Christy. Tell us the rest. Tell us the rest, Christy. Tell us the rest and say. And the reason for that deficit is the tax cuts. All of us like to give people. (laughs)
4: Oh, before I hang up. Like I said, once again, rep- uh, numbers don't lie, right? In that case, numbers don't lie. Republicans do. Specifically
0: No, no, Republicans- Republican politicians. Let's 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 not hurt our Republican friends here.
4: Let me make myself perfectly clear as Nixon would say. Unless I specify otherwise, when I say Republicans do, I'm referring to Republican Party politicians, but it's too uh It's too unyieldly to say that, so Republicans do. So you can assume I'm referring to politicians. Thank you,
0: Johnny. You're a good man. Johnny, you're a good man. You have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk on Monday, sir. Okay, pray for my knee. Bye-bye. Your knee will be fine. Folks, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, your thoughts on Donald Trump. Donald Trump was indicted once again yesterday. Of course, the indictment yesterday was not a civil indictment this time. This time, it's a criminal indictment, which means he can go to jail. And the charges, uh, we don't have, the, the indictment has not been unsealed yet. But a lot of the snippets are coming out as to why he is being indicted. And it's not good. It, it, it includes, for, for what I read, the Espionage Act as well. So I think the man is in a lot of trouble. And remember, more indictments are likely to come in Georgia. More indictments are lar- lar- likely to come from Washington, D.C. In other words, he still hasn't been uh, taken to task for attempting to to uh, to uh, to corrupt the election in Georgia when he wanted to find eleven thousand votes, he still hasn't been charged uh, for January sixth and the collusion that he did to uh, get those people who are now in jail, several hundred of them in jail. So uh, you know uh, what what I find ironic is uh, that if enough of his supporters stay with him, they are saying. <laughs> that a tyrannical person, it's okay for that person to be president of the United States. You have to wonder the mental dynamics one must go through to support that. But anyhow, it's uh, the, the title of, the, 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 of, of this post from Common Dream says, About damn time Trump indicted in federal classified documents probe. While the front runner for, uh, for the 2024 GOP nomination faces various legal issues, it is the first time a former U.S. president has faced federal charges. This is serious. This is not anything to crow about. But we always knew, those of us who decided to open our eyes, that for the longest time we had a real serial criminal in the White House. He used the White House for criminality. He used leaving the White House for criminality, and it went over and over and over again. Well, we hope that uh, all of this can be take can can take can take place before the election, because I tell you what, it's a clear and pre- he presents a clear and present danger to our society it creates a clear and present danger to the world do remember the person who controls the united states also have control of our nuclear weapons so we better be careful as far as what we put out there 713-526-5738 again that number is 713-526-5738 former president donald trump said thursday night that he has been indicted in the special counsel investigation in his handling of the classified documents and while the Manhattan District Attorney in April charged Trump with 34 felony counts involved, involving alleged multiple hush money payments during the 2016 election, the latest indictment marks the first time an ex-president has faced federal charges. Both CNN and New York Times report that reality. And, uh, you know, the, the the interesting thing about it is McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, goes ahead and says that he's still standing with Donald Trump and that this shouldn't have been done. Uh, So you wonder, you have to wonder what these politicians who are still standing with this man Leave. 713-526-5738. We still have time for a call or two. 713-526-5738. Yes, we were uh, having a few technical difficulties earlier on, but those, I think, for all practical purposes have been fixed. 713-526-5738. How are things going back there in the studio, uh, uh, Senor Howard?
1: Uh, we're doing quite well back here. Uh looks like the tin cans and string are holding up. And uh Johnny got through, so when the phones are working
0: and, and it works uh, fine. T- what what are your thoughts though? I meant I really want to hear your 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 thoughts a quick one on what you thought about the indictment when you heard about the indictment.
1: If you heard well, it's about the indictment time. I did hear about it. Uh, it's about time, really. This man has broken more laws than, you know, probably any gangster in Chicago did in the 20s. And now it's time for him to, to pay the piper. You know, Absolutely. Look, you can't get away with this stuff forever. You just can't. And now it comes back this, okay, maybe we can get him on this one. I mean, Donald Trump is probably going to skate on most all of this stuff, but. I think that it will teach somebody else. Oh, maybe I better not do that because I may not be able to skate. Right. So. I, yeah.
0: Well, let's I, see I if he skates. Let's see if he skates. I'm not. I am. You know, uh, you know, my wife said last night, ah, but he's, he'll get over it. He, she said the same thing you said. And I said, I yeah, don't know. I'm skate. hoping I'm hoping maybe this is different here.
1: Well, if somebody would get a backbone in the government and say, look, this is wrong. You did this. You pay for it then fine. And I don't understand why people are still following Donald Trump. This is crazy. The yes. man is an insane person who, you know, broke every rule possible and gets away with it. I mean,
0: even as you a know, business,
1: owner, he ripped I off think, people.
0: I have a theory uh, and I think it's, uh, I think it's that he's a, a billionaire that shouldn't be a billionaire. Right. Uh, but right, also right. that people can take advantage of him. In other words, they use him as a conduit to profit. But you know, let me jump to John and then I and come back. John, okay. come on in.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Talk to me.
1: Oh, good. I, I was just listening to you and you were talking about uh Donald Trump's indictments. And uh uh the thing is is like I agree with everything you say about Donald Trump, but uh is there any reason to believe that there'll be any serious repercussions from the indictment that he has coming in from Georgia and what's happening now. uh, And any reason to believe that his followers would
0: not look at this as like basically a rallying call. Uh, You're right. I mean, uh, that they just may look at it as a rallying call, Uh, And as as uh, Howard just said, he may just skate with it. We don't know. It depends on whether we get a backbone to let somebody pay for the uh, ills that they've created. I mean, you know, we jump on a lot of people and throw lock them up and throw the keys away for much less than what he's done. He's ripped off people. He's lied to people. He's caused people to lose their lives. I mean, we can talk orders of magnitude of badness that this guy represents. But uh, it depends on you. John?
1: Yeah. No, I and trust me. It was like, you know, I, you know, uh, uh I take my stand against them and I, I, I just like, I was blown away even when he got elected. Cause you know, I grew up in the eighties and everybody used to think Donald Trump was, uh, just kind of like a rich, uh,
0: uh, I don't know. Hey, guess what? It. Hey John, we waited a bit too long. You got 15 seconds. Tell me 15 seconds.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to so ask you to talk for 15 seconds and then I got to go
1: okay yeah yeah Uh, anyway that was my question that's all it
0: was well you're well John thank you for calling in and you're absolutely right in my humble opinion anyway we got to get out of here I want to thank Howard and Jack for being in the studio we will have those documents at the studio sometime I already asked Ted to do that my name is Egberto Willis this is Politics Done Right and you guys know how I end this baby I am what out